0: Hello, this is The Daily Tech, and today showing some more tech news with you that I do hope you enjoy. So firstly, before we start uh, this, obviously firstly, first thing I want to talk about is when I talk about these articles, I don't mean them to be mine, they're not my things. If you're listening, not watching, then these are articles I'm reading offline. I don't in any way claim these or anything like that, these aren't mine. I kind of read off these, talk about it myself though, but I do read some of the sentences off here. So obviously just keep that in mind. Obviously. I don't want these to be mine. These are obviously other people, and I'm just saying them for you to listen to in a nice format. So that's just something I want to say before we before we begin. So as you probably saw by the title and thumbnail, which probably made you click here, unless you accidentally clicked here and just listening for interest. Uh, So Android 11, the top 11 features you need to try on your phone. Uh, So I just thought this is a cool thing to start with, Android 11's uh, coming out now. I mean, it seems like a while ago that Android 10 came like only a few days ago Android 10 came out, but... Here we are at Android 11, uh, so obviously, um, so Android 11 is obviously a newer operating system, I don't believe it just has like a KitKat name or anything like that, I just say KitKat or Oreo, those are the ones I remember, I think that's just because they don't want it because of course you've got different languages, stuff like that, so I think they stopped that, anyway, so obviously, um, just some 11 features that you might find useful, thought this would be a nice thing to start with. So, of course, if you're one of the lucky people who gets a handset that goes to Android 11, because of course uh, only the best of Android phones do allow this, obviously. Uh, For some reason, Android phones seem to be a bit weird in their updating system. Some of the more expensive ones seem to be better, though. So, of course, um, what's the Okay, so, firstly, a little more conversation. So, the phones uh, can be convoluted of message notifications from all different things, such as messages from WhatsApp game notifications, breaking news and much more. Uh, obviously there's loads of notifications and depending on how many people you talk to or stuff like that it can get really stuff. So it's easy to miss important messages. Obviously if you've got something where they're saying something really important and you've got someone who's just really having a conversation, then you might miss one of those. Uh, but now um, you can get conversation tabs in Android 11 which is a really good feature to have some more organisation. Uh, so swiping down on the top on Android 11, obviously it's the notifications, uh, there's, uh, general notifications from apps, uh, which are, like, notifications, and then, uh, the other one is from chat apps, such as, like, WhatsApp, Facebook, Messenger, Twitter, uh, Instagram, I assume, stuff like that. Obviously, I think there might be a way they could split Instagram between, like, the course of messages and the posts thing. I think there's a way you can do, I think it probably could do that. So, of course that and then nextly complete opposite a little less conversation so of course while it is nice to keep in touch with people um of course there's a few um whatsapp groups that don't always stop talking they might always be going especially if it's a larger group and obviously it's a bit of a pain to go and mute it you can't even like it's, you can't mute it you can mute it specifically but you might forget to unmute it easily. Uh, but now uh, android 11 lets you prioritize important messages while silencing less important ones. So, of course, long pressing a conversation in the drop-down will present three options, priority, alerting, and silent. So priority conversations will always appear at the top, which is obviously really nice for even, like, just more organisation. You can also choose priority uh, conversations to ignore the do not disturb rule, which is handy if you're expecting an important messenger. Uh, So, of course, alerting uh, treats notifications in a normal way. Uh, While silent will keep particular threads from alerting your phone at all. Uh, They'll still appear in notifications obviously because you still gotta see them lots of the time. Uh, So yeah that's nice. I swear so much. So uh, of course while I was on the subject of that as well. uh, There's a feature that will be familiar to obviously Facebook Messenger users who have this feature enabled. So of course when you receive a new message with uh, Facebook Messenger it creates like a little head. And you can click on that and it will load up the conversation. You can I think you can put it anywhere you want, but on here it's saying at the bottom right, so maybe it's only locked in the bottom right now uh, for everything. So if you tap it, you'll create a chat bubble in a floating uh, icon. So new messages will appear from the bubble without taking up your whole screen. And tapping the message allows you to reply. It's really useful when you want to keep a conversation whilst continuing another task, obviously. You don't have it open and keep on flicking through. Uh, now screen recording is finally here, kind of. So obviously screen recording on phones has been a thing, you can download apps. But obviously, um, it's not got a lot of built-in thing like it does on iPhone, things like that. Apart from the fact that this feature also allows you to record audio, so that's quite nice. Uh, so built-in screen recording functionality is something that people f- using Android have wanted to see for years. While it has been handy in handsets such as OnePlus for a while, it's now a standard for Android if you simply pull from the top uh, to expand the notifications bar quick settings and tap the screen record icon. Uh, when you do obviously you'll have the option to either show touches on screen or not and record audio so it record device audio and microphone. So that's really good if you're just doing maybe an overlay if you're just really need to record your phone for something. Uh, so obviously once you start it'll give you a three second timer before obviously it'll start. And the main use will be recording tech tutorials, obviously things like that. And of course it can be like, for people just showing other people how to do something. Uh, five, a second chance. Uh, so we've all had the experience of swiping away at a notification uh the second it pops up. Of course I and other people uh, do it out of instinct. Obviously um, other times it's just you kind of just swipe it away. Obviously if you miss swipe low, I've done it before when it's an important notification, maybe not as so important for me necessarily, but it's still annoying. Uh, obviously then, uh, it's just gone. You won't be able to see that notification, especially if it's just off an app. Uh, so thankfully though, Android 11 includes an option that allows you to uh, quickly bring back your notification history, which is nice. Of course, it's not going to be appearing. you can just click the button and you can scroll through the history, which is really nice. Uh, so you'll be able to see all the notifications from the past 24 hours, so you can easily see what you've missed. Uh, Next, uh, embrace the darkness. So, of course, people are huge fans, uh, loads of people are huge fans of dark themed apps since they tend to be less harsh on the eyes, especially if it's at night or it's just darker in general. And also, if you're using a phone with an OLED display, it can get you a little bit of backstory life uh, a little bit more. However, you can constantly be swapping between dark and light themes. However, Android level will make your life a bit easier by offering the ability to automatically schedule these dark themes. Uh, so say you kind of uh, want it to be enabled at seven o'clock you can set it to enable at seven o'clock and turn off at like seven o'clock as well like seven o'clock in the morning seven o'clock at night Uh, so obviously uh you can choose to embrace the darkness from sunset to sunrise course things like that Uh, stopping exposure from like blue lights or in the evening or of course any time depending on what you're doing uh so if you just hit the dark theme icon and you can select the scheduling, which is really nice. Uh, So of course, pin and share. Uh, So one of the things that uh, people have loved about Android is the robust sharing features. So of course, the only downside is that selecting what app you want to share can be uh, quite annoying. So if you have lots of apps and you can end up scrolling through a few pages of options before selecting the one you want to share and the person you want to share too. Uh, So Android 11 makes the process easier by allowing to pin your favorite most used sharing apps uh, from the front of the pack, Uh, saving you precious seconds uh, before you share something. It's simple, but really good. Uh, So where was I? Sorry, I just had to pause for a second. Uh, So of course, yeah, so moving on to the next one. Uh, So revamped media controls. So Android 11 arrives with improved media controls that are less intrusive uh, than before. For starters, they now appear in the quick settings bar in form of a mini control setup there's the name of what's playing along with the basic play and pause previous and previous um, next track options uh, so the new positioning is much better since it makes the area below less cluttered leaving more room for notifications so it looks a lot nicer feels much nicer to use and if you drag down further the media controls expand uh, to the top of the screen uh, providing more options such as the ability to like a track so if you have a podcast app uh, youtube or an ind- or a music app such as spotify open. You can swipe uh, across for individual controls for each app, which is really uh, good news for auditory multitaskers. Right now, this is a uh, Google Pixel only uh, thing. So, obviously, Google make Android so they can kind of do this stuff. Uh, but, app suggestions, of course, people with Google phones are going to like this. So, pixel owners have the opportunity to gloat here, obviously, since this thing's only compatible with their phone. Uh, so, if you're currently building a Pixel device with Android 11, you can let uh, Google's AI smarts predict which app you're likely to use next based on a past, a past usage at different times of the day. For example, if you tend to wake up and your brain uh, out with a cup of coffee and can't uh, yes every morning, then you'll find the red app included in the dock. Later in the day, around lunchtime, it might be replaced by the Twitter icon because you're likely to go off or something like that. Uh, so obviously you can remove certain apps or you can stop it from doing that I assume. Okay what's going to be interesting about this though is if everything's moving around in the dock is it going to be a bit weird? But maybe if it perfects, perfects your, uh what you're doing so much the fact that it will know where you'll want to click as well. That could definitely happen. Uh, so yeah definitely a cool feature. Shame it's only pixel devices but I can kind of see why it would be. Uh, next so power button 2.0. So Android Eleven supercharges your power button, allowing it to do more than to simply turn off or restart the phone. Uh, So holding it down now launches a new screen which has extra options uh, beyond obviously those simple ones. Uh, So these include shortcut to using Google Pay, making it easier and quicker uh, to buy lockdown lunch sandwiches, something like that. Uh, Obviously, Android 11 will also pre-populate a new home section with up to 6 of your connected smart devices so you can quickly control things, which is actually a really cool feature to be honest. And of course, if you want to edit this list, you can. Uh, So that's really cool, I think that's really good there. And lastly, Befriend a Cat. So Android has been famous for its built-in easter eggs, and version 11 is no exception to this thing. So if you follow the steps, then you could actually uh, be the proud companion to a host of virtual feline friends. So if you fire up the settings and then go to About Phone and click uh, Android Version uh, on the screen, if you repeatedly hit Android Version and crank up the volume dial that appears all the way up to 11, uh, after three attempts you should you should see the number 11 pop up with a smoke uh, cat emoji appearing at the bottom of the screen. If you hold down the power button and select Add Controls, uh, see other and then click See Other Apps at the bottom, choose Cat Controls, select the water bubbler and food and toy return uh, return to the power menu screen uh select the down arrow to so the home and cat controls swipe across the water bubble to fill it up and tap the food food bowl and tap the cat <laughs> the last step's kind of great Uh, question what you're doing with your life uh, for a virtual uh, numbered cat to be added to your collection i think that's a really cool feature though i would genuinely use it if i had android uh so Android 11 even so obviously well that seems really cool actually anyway yeah so the top 11 features really good there uh so that's really good not really much to say there uh Android 11 is definitely an improvement and it's not more an improvement in the OS and the looks of it it's more an improvement in just those fine features that just going to help with productivity and just the uh, usefulness and just the ease of using the device which I think is just really good I think it's nice that they're doing that uh, so iPhone 12 prices leak. I mean, we've already kind of heard them, but it could be different. Uh, and I think it's just good to talk about it. Uh, so where is it? It says somewhere. Where does it say? Okay, I'm actually... Let's see down here. Um, uh, so... Okay, so prices have leaked for the entire range, strongly pointing to the iPhone 12 Pro starting at 999 US dollars and probably slightly more uh, in pounds, like UK pounds. I suggested that the 12 Mini, which we're expecting it to be called, could start as low as 649 US dollars, which is really good actually. It's a really good price, obviously, because uh, it's still expensive, but it, I think it's really good. You're getting a your whole modern device, it's going to have OLED, it's going to have all that stuff. And it's at like a nice size, I think 5.4 inches. Also, we think it's going to be called um, iPhone mini because these labels, which you can't confirm are true, but I mean, it's something to look at. Uh, so you have iPhone 12 mini silicone case, uh, iPhone 12 12 Pro, which would mean they're the same size, and an iPhone 12 Pro Max. Uh, so, of course, definitely, interesting, naming also leaked. Not much to say there. Now, a very serious one. Uh, have Something TV's got a serious purple patch problem? As the scores of Samsung TV, owners are complaining of purple patches appearing on their screens, obviously ruining picture quality, I think that's self-explanatory there. Uh, So obviously, uh, lots of people own Samsung TVs, uh, seeing as they're quite popular. And of course, this issue could be very widespread and could be really bad for the company, of course, even in reputation. Uh, So the problem, which appears to have been running for years, and has continued to afflict Samsung LED television owners, been devised by the company as not an inherent issue. Uh, So there's a 20 page thread on Samsung EU uh, support site suggests uh, dozens of customers have experienced the same issue and I mean could you imagine if you had this tv and then Samsung just dismissed this and you couldn't do anything about it it would be awful. Uh, So here's a quote by one of the reviews I guess something like that. About six months ago I noticed that there were a couple of purple patches on the screen Uh, and then this was back in 2017. Uh, they were very noticeable with pale or white backgrounds, especially uh, adverts which often have a lot of white in the screen. And a Samsung customer who had a two-year-old uh, 48-inch LED smart TV made by the company claimed it it got worse over a period of months. And similar complaints have been made by other people as well. Uh, so here's another one. Uh, I am having the same problem, reports another customer on the Samsung support thread. My TV is 30 months old, which isn't that ultra TV, to be fair. I was informed by two separate people that Samsung support that this is a problem they are receiving many calls for. I wonder if they ever got fixed, hopefully they did. Uh, so reports of the same problem continue being added, and on other forums such as iFixit and Reddit. Uh, with one user writing it made a year that it had two 55 inch Samsung LED 4K TVs that developed the same problem. That's quite bad. Obviously you pay a lot of money for these. Uh, the customer adds that both have protection plans and are not being honoured, uh, and so they say this is not a known Samsung issue, which is really bad. Can you imagine getting paying loads for these TVs? Like they're thousands of pounds each, probably back when you bought them, and then uh, you get this issue where they're not get you have protection on them, and yet you can't uh, get your money back. You can't have it fixed. And you're stuck with these uh, faulty. Well, not faulty. Um, what's the word? There's a word for it. Uh, He's just miswritten written brokenish TVs it's probably the best one to say uh, so obviously uh, something did decline a comment uh, of course this is by Forbes I should probably say who it's by. I think that would be good okay so the first one uh, so the Android 11 was by TechRadar the other one was by Apple breakfast uh so the 12 iPhone 12 price leaks and of course this one's by Forbes just to be clear and of course the problem could be quite difficult to detect in its early stages uh, so many Samsung TVs have a self-test mode that displays a series of patent uh, images on the television, which makes a problem easier to detect. Uh, the picture below is taken in a self-test mode on the Samsung Series uh, 6UE40H6200, uh, which shows purple discoloration in the bottom centre of the screen, which you can visibly see. And it is difficult to fix as well. There appears to be no easy fix for the problem. Uh, it has been diagnosed by a few professionals at the floor of the LED driver board. Which is often uneconomical to place, and even then, it could fail again. Uh, so, oh well, someone said uh, they got a 49 inch 3D TV, um, which have a purple patch on the bottom left, uh, and the 12 month warranty has expired and has been quoted 290 uh, British pounds, which is like 375 US dollars for a new panel, which is really expensive, especially for a fix that is their issue. Uh, so that's not really that good uh, So hopefully something will eventually fix the issue uh, As we can tell it's been going on for a while, so it could mean that it won't happen for a while But I mean Hopefully they do it's definitely gonna start getting worse. I think uh, Next article by TechRadar. Uh So Samsung 980 pro review so I talked about this when it was released uh, but of course it hadn't been reviewed yet and of course I always like to read um, the reviews on it as well, not like by one of these companies, obviously because, uh, or reviewing sites, because uh, it's nice to see what it can actually do compared to what it does on paper. So like a real-world application kind of. So of course, uh, going down the verdict thing, it just uh, says they're for and against, I just like to read this as well. I do like Radar; it's a good site. Uh, so, it says extreme performance, competitive price, and good endurance rating. Uh, again, so it's got PCIe 3.0 users are better off with a cheaper drive, which obviously makes sense. Uh, so, this is a two minute review according to them. Looks quite big, so let's go through it. Uh, so, the Samsung 980 Pro is the first Samsung SSD. Take advantage of obviously the new PCIe 4.0, uh, which is obviously a new technology which is uh, making its first debut uh, in the mainstream with AMD Ryzen 3000 processors. And the x570 chipset it allows much greater bandwidth obviously that's what a new generation does generally with these uh, drives and a much faster ssd speeds could even uh, the best ssds could offer before so the 980 pro is one of the fastest ssds they've tested uh, as with other major applica- ssd launch the 980 pro comes in three in storage capacities 250 gigs for 89 us dollars 500 gigs for 149 us dollars and one terabyte for two hundred and twenty nine U uh, S dollars. Of course, at first these prices do seem decently expensive, uh, but when you think about it, um, how, like if you compare it to something like one hundred ninety nine U S dollars, one terabyte gigabyte or Gen M four S S D, or the two hundred twenty nine uh, Sabrent rocket the same capacity, it falls in line beautifully. I assume these are probably also P C I E four. I don't think they will be comparing them. Otherwise, there will be a two terabyte model though as well, but it could cost loads like three hundred and fifty four hundred, so that's definitely something to watch out for. If, if you're getting a two fifty gig just for a boot drive and a few games, I think that's really good obviously see maybe five hundred gig would probably be better because that's decently more expensive, whereas the the two fifty gig could be decently consumer friendly Of course though if you're getting it more for a budget build, it wouldn't be, but it, also you won't really have p c i e four so I mean, you could. Uh, this is especially true though when you consider that by waiting this long to introduce a Gen 4 SSD, uh, they were able to premiere it both with its latest V-NAN technology and the newest uh l uh, uh, processor, which means there's nothing holding the drive back. In fact, while they never fully reviewed the uh, Aurora's Gen 4 SSD, they did run some preliminary tre- uh, speed tests through the GeFacial Disk Mark, uh, for their Ryzen 9 3900X review, and the drive gave a sequel read of 4996 uh, megabits per second. a uh, comparison, at 980 Pro is much faster, coming in at 6783 megabits per second which is a 35 uh, boost in raw speed. Uh, but to be able to really appreciate the speed boost, uh, then the 980 Pro is 90% faster than the 970 Pro which is obviously quite a bit of an increase. That's twelve times. Uh and that's twelve times oh no, that's twelve times faster than the fastest uh SATA SSD they've tested, which is the eight sixty pro. Uh so really fast. Uh and it's true uh generational leapers many ways. Uh, it's no wonder that SSDs like the 980 Pro are being used in next generation consoles. Uh, of course Gen 4 SSDs are a little expensive right now, but the speed that they offer are quite good and they should uh, lower soon as well it should get a bit cheaper over time. However, there's something that remains to be said about software optimization for faster drives. Uh, one thing they notice when re- uh, running PC Mark 10 uh, SSD test, which simulates real world day to day storage load uh, workloads, is that the score isn't much higher for what you'll see on a comparable PCIe 3.0 SSD. Of course, it's definitely higher, but when you're actually moving stuff around, you won't notice the major difference. Um. And the only time it will shine is if you're moving massive files, running uh, data heavy applications like Adobe Premiere. Uh, also another thing you have to be aware of is uh, the system compatibility. Uh, the 980 Pro is backwards compatible with PCIe 3, uh, which is good. However, the speed that you connect to a PCIe 3.0 platform like older AMD motherboards or current Intel ones drop to a theoretical 3500 Mbps for sequential reads. So if you don't have a PCIe 4.0 compliant system, then you just go with a PCIe 3. They can reach the same speed, but at a much better price. Uh, however, the drive should last for quite a long time. It is backed by a 5-year warranty, which is really nice. Uh, with the terabytes, uh, the terabytes written, uh, rating is set to 300 uh, for the 500GB uh, 980 that was sent to review. Uh, that rating scales with the capacity of the drive, up to 1,200 terabytes for the 2TB model. Uh, for most people, you'll never reach that number, obviously that's low, that's like over a petabyte for the 2 terabyte model. Uh, but still, uh, Samsung launched a PCIe 4.0 SSD that's much faster than any others, an absolute win for everyone, especially people who can afford this and have something where they can support it. Uh, so that's really good, of course, don't buy though if you don't have a uh, compliant system with PCIe 4.0. And of course if you're on a budget, don't get it either, you're better off going with maybe a cheap Aerom Dot 2. Obviously you can get ones for like £25, stuff like that, and they're still decently fast. Or you can go with just a normal SSD, which obviously uh, is quite good as well. Uh, So yeah, nice to see this review, I have talked about it before though. Uh, Another one by TechRadar. Uh, The AMD RX 5700 series uh, graphics cards are still going to be around after the Big Navy launch. Unlike yesterday's episode where I thought it wouldn't be. Uh, that's changed uh, So obviously when you're watching this tech news obviously things do change especially when you're talking about leaks and rumors stuff like that So do make sure you always check? Uh, don't trust everything that's said even if it's the current news it can change Right so of course RX 5700 uh, is a very popular I'm actually not, I'm not sure on the popularity of this card thinking about it obviously I assume it's popular enough, like, yeah, it's popular, don't get me wrong, it's popular, yeah, we're just going to stick on that. Obviously, it has the XT sibling as well, which is a more powerful version, I believe. And yesterday, the rumour was that they stopped making these cards uh, to obviously make room for the big navy, uh, which is happening in a few weeks' time on October the 28th. But, however, in actual fact, that is not the case. AMD made it clear in a statement to Tom's Hardware, which I think the article I read yesterday, They said, We are continuing to produce the RX 5700 series graphics cards, which deliver exceptional uh, 1440p gaming experiences, and will continue to respond to the market demand. Of course, this makes sense given that buyers will uh, still want more options other than just the uh, 6000 series uh, post-launch as 2020 rolls on. And despite AMD's promises that stock levels of new graphics cards won't be a problem, and they won't run into the same trouble as Nvidia, it seems uh, it seems to be seen how supply demand will work uh, with the next-gen RDNA 2 cards. Technically uh, if Nvidia stock issues persist and big navy GPUs are therefore being bought by more gamers because they're effectively the only option. Uh, we could also fingers crossed see some nice price drops of this card which could be really nice obviously for more budget builds. But to be fair I'm looking at a budget build of course right now I'm on a very uh, old computer, old and not great uh, obviously a 2011 I'm hack, which is obviously why I'm on a Mac, uh, and obviously I'm looking at a budget thing. Uh, this card's probably out of the option anyway, but still, maybe of course it will probably drive down the prices of the other cards, which would be really nice. Just thought I'd say that anyway. Uh, anyway, so moving on, uh, did Xiaomi Mi A3 receive a new update as Android 11 development begins? Lots of um, OS news today, to be I don't really talk about it a much. Uh, so Xiaomi Mi A3 has received another update, uh, this time in Europe. Uh, Xiaomi is called the latest update v11.0.8.0.qfqeuxm, uh, dot 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 Q, uh, denoting that is based on MIUI 11 and Android 10. However, as the Mi A3 is one of the company's Android One handsets, it also follows a different development path to those that run its in-house MIUI. Uh, so Xiaomi does stress that it's rolling out uh, this new operating system in tiers, uh, not a, the new update so your device may not be eligible to download it yet uh, however it's only 19 megabytes uh, so not much has probably changed it's probably just bug fixes kind of stuff like that nonetheless you can delo- uh, download the ota or recovery ROM via the links if you want to install it manually however additionally uh i can't say that it has got wind that xiaomi has started testing android 11 on the mi a3 uh android one handsets typically receive two os updates So, the release of the Mi A3 on Android 9 Pie, would suggests that Android 11 would be rolling out to this device. Uh, It's unclear when the Mi A3 will start receiving it, though. Obviously, Android's a bit weird with this kind of stuff, didn't really say. See, I think that's one of the good things about um, iPhones. Obviously, you don't always kind of... iPhones aren't always the best phones. They're good phones, but obviously, they're not the best. Android's obviously a lot more options. But I think one thing that most people agree on is uh, the updates to it. You can rely that you'll get probably like 5-4 years of updates to an iPhone, of course with a new OS every year. With Android, it's so like weird. Obviously because Apple can update it themselves, whereas it's got to roll up for you, carriers, stuff like that on some Androids. It's really weird how it works with Android, I'm not sure. Obviously uh, iOS is one of those good features with it. So that's quite good. I feel like this is really short. I always say this, like every kind of episode. I always say this feels really short, and to be fair, I'm kind of adding more time by saying this, but it's not possible. Anyway, it probably is a Oh well, continue anyway. I did, I try to make these more relaxed, kind of, but I feel like I just, I don't know. We'll just continue going. Uh, so Sony's new TV upgrade just gave owners a good reason to cancel Sky Q. Uh, see, so yeah, the way I say things. Uh, so Sony has revealed that its smart TVs are getting instant access to the best television shows. And movies available on skyq via the now tv streaming app uh, cutting out the need to have a dish hanging off of your outside wall so sky tv customers have their new sky Q box plugged into a sony television and having offered an easy way to turn a satellite broadcaster's best content without needing a dish uh, stuck outside of their home uh, so because sony's confirmed that it's launching its popular contract free now tv service on many of its latest televisions obviously it's smart uh, so the new app brings instant access to a swath of on live and on-demand content from channels such as Sky Sports, Sky Cinema, Sky One, Sky Atlantic, Sky Documentary, Sky Crime, MTV, uh, Comedy Central, National Geographic, and more. I feel like they could have just said uh, lots of shows anyway. So, uh, and all of this comes without needing to sign up to a lengthy contract. So instead of beaming these channels to homes via a satellite signal, all shows and movies arrive to the big screen via internet connection. Uh, not only that, but Now TV doesn't require viewers to sign up to an 18 month contract, instead you can join and cancel as many times as you want without any of the penalties, which is really nice. It is however noting that it doesn't offer the same experience as SkyQ, as you can't record shows or pause or pick up where you left of another room. But I feel like for most people that's not too much of a downside. So if you think this sounds exciting, then here's a full list of certain TVs that are available. Uh, so we'll start with the 2016 models, if you like, like a good way to go up. Uh, so for 2016, you had the SD80, XD70, XD75, XD80, XD83, and ZD9. Uh, for 2017 models, you have the A1, a- a- e- XE80, XE83, XE85, XE90, XE93, and XE94. 2018 models, you have the AF8, AF9, uh, XF75, XF80, XF seven five, uh, XF eighty, XF eighty three, XF eighty five, XF uh, ninety, ZF 9 me twenty nine. I see. I really start saying these names a bit better. Train nineteen. Uh, models you have the AG eight, AG nine, XG eight uh, zero, XG eighty one, XG eighty three, XG eighty five, XG eighty seven, XG ninety, XG ninety five, and ZG nine. 2020 models you have the uh, a8 a9 uh xh80 xh81 xh85 uh xh90 uh xh91 xh92 xh93 95 and zh8 i hate sony's naming it's absolutely awful they couldn't just say like some nice words for it instead But well anyway, so of course uh now tv entertainment pass which is uh, 999 uh, UK pounds per month. Uh, this offers original British comedies, uh, BAFTA and Emmy award-winning dramas, uh, Sky Originals and Sky Atlantic shows. Uh, highlights uh, to the month include uh, Hey Susie, uh, The Third Day, Little Birds, uh, Billions and Two Weeks to Live. Uh, now TV Sky Cinema Pass, uh, which is 11 over 99 per month. If you sign up to this plan you get access to over 1,000 movies on demand which is really nice and a new premiere every day. So. Uh, if you get 9 TV Sky Sports Pass from thirty three ninety nine per month and 99 99 per day. As uh, you're probably aware Sky Sports is um, league fixtures and the rest of the year's F1 uh, Grand Prix season uh, to your TV. A total of 11 Sky Sports channels are available uh, through day or month passes. I feel that's really expensive per day, that might be wrong. Uh, and now TV Kids Pass, which is free 99 per month. Uh, offering everyone 1,000 episodes to keep all kids of all ages uh, entertained. Of course, all the pricing above doesn't include viewing in 1080p HD or Dolby Digital 5.1 surround sound. To add that to your TV, you need to pay Now TV Boost Pass, which costs an extra £3 a month. Not too bad, but I feel like 1080p should be the standard and 4K should be enough up Part of it, but I guess a lot of things are still 1080p apart from like movies, which might be a bit more. So, of course... Um, it's a bit, I don't know, 1080p I feel like should be standard, but I guess it isn't, but £3 a month isn't too bad, so that's okay. And finally for the uh, end of the day, so actually that last article, actually these last two articles have been Notebook Check and um, Express. Uh, so the last ones by CNET, uh, concerned about foldable phones durability, here's how Motorola tests the Razer Hinge. Uh, so... For their review of the latest Motorola RAZR, which is obviously available, they tested the foldable phone for 10 days in September. Occasionally when they opened or closed the phone, an onlooker was react with belief. Uh, of course, one person uh, behind the register of a coffee shop um, actually asked to show how it worked. And of course, foldable phones are quite an uh, interesting thing, obviously they're quite new. Of course, they let you fold the screen. It's kind of magic for some people. And of course, um, but of course it can all be overshadowed, of course, the review... Is there really any worth reading this? Um, yeah, so in then in February uh, 2020, after months of delay, Motorola released its uh, RAIDs 2019 with a foldable screen. Uh, someone uh, used a fold button and attempted to open and close the phone 100,000 times. Uh, after twenty-seven thousand folds, the razor twenty nineteen wasn't able to be tested further. Uh, reflecting on that, how to test, how Square Trade modified its forebot to handle the razor. So of course that one was quite durable. Like it's not quite durable. <laughs> and it's really hard to think of this stuff because, like, how many times do you pick up your phone a day? Fifty? I mean, I, I don't know. That seems about right. Do maybe because you're flipping it, you might not as much. I don't know. I feel like fifty is a good, bet. maybe a bit less. I don't know. I really don't know, to be fair, probably less than that, I'll say more like 25, I don't know, if you think 25 per day after 100 days, you're doing it about 2,000, think it's probably alright, but I think it's a bit, you're kind of get into the edge and it won't last for many years. Uh, so Montreal claims the screen on its upcoming updated Razor can be folded 200,000 times. I feel like this is a really old article, wait, uh, is this? This is from today, okay, maybe they haven't tested it yet. Uh, so they say that we able to fold it two hundred thousand times uh to give you an idea how many that is uh you could opening for cl- uh for you can open and close the phone 100 times a day for five years and still not hit that number i feel like you should do it when you can hit that number but okay i guess if you're doing it 100 times a day for five years you're doing it for about that doesn't seem if you're doing it free i really should stop doing maths when this you're getting close to that anyway so uh, to show how it's been tested, they have a screen folding machine lab. Uh, so, in a room, it looks like a college uh, black box theater, and there are a number of lights uh, that are all uh, focused on a roughly 10 foot uh, wide machine. There's a camera on a tripod pointing at the machine, which gives uh, the entire space. So, it gets folded and uh, folded, and it can recreate those 200,000 folds in less than it, for five years' time. It, it closes and opens phones every four seconds. Uh, there was a calming quality to hear that four phones shouldn't close every